Is the influence of the media impacting your family? Are you tired of your kids being bullied by the culture? Come and join us in lively discussion. Join the Godfidence Group. Our hosts are real women seeking answers to real issues that are true and relevant to God's Word. While they may not have all the answers, they know the one that does. So, are you ready for some real talk? Join us. Greetings and Merry Christmas. This is Maggie, your host. Today I am going solo and doing a little bit of encouragement for those of you that might be getting a little overwhelmed due to Christmas season. Thanksgiving, Christmas, it all can bring a whole level of joy and fun, but it also can bring some things along with it that makes it very challenging. We've been doing a series talking about difficult people or talking basically about different obstacles with the fence. And the holidays seem to be a time where people tend to get offended. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of people that you see that you normally would not see. A lot of family members, maybe. Maybe there's something that has been said that is related to a past event that causes offense. Maybe it's offended because something is going on in the life of someone else who doesn't necessarily, you know, you didn't know about, but everybody else did. And all of a sudden you're like, why didn't I know about this? I mean, there's just a whole bunch of different case scenarios. Maybe you're just offended because you didn't get invited to a Christmas party or something silly like that. Usually it's a misunderstanding of what we've said in the past when it comes to offense, or maybe someone has really truly hurt you um, because of their brokenness, whatever the case may be. It's never healthy and it's never good. So what are some ways that we can deal with difficult people around the holidays? I think that we can always do well if we are extending grace to people, whether it be during the holidays or any other time of the year, and we need to accept their imperfections. Um, this is you know, we always envision Christmas. Uh, we watch Hallmark and all the great Christmas movies. I absolutely love them. But everything seems to be so perfect, so hunky-dory, and everybody is love, 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 love. Some of them are a little more transparent than others. But, you know, we have this envision of what it's going to be like, you know, what, and we have these expectations that we put on other people. And generally, we get let down if we put high expectations on someone that literally can't reach it. I say all the time that it's important for us to not always think, make, have people, you know, get upset with people because they don't think like we think or act like we act or do things the way that we do. But we do sometimes. We have that expectation. Well, I would have done this or I done that. Or growing up, we did this. You know, I, I've been doing marriage counseling for a long time. And it's always interesting because when I do premarital counseling, I literally ask them, okay, how are you going to handle the holidays? Some of the biggest arguments for couples, newlyweds, is where they're going to spend their holiday. And they'll look at each other and they'll go, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. I'm like, you better. You better talk about it. When are you going to his mom's? When are you going to your mom's? Because this is a big deal and get it worked out. And if they know in advance, then they're prepared, right? They maybe one year they go to Christmas Eve with one family and Christmas Day with the other. And then they switch it out the next year. Your circumstances may be different, but it's important to have that conversation. It's important to talk about this in advance so you don't have that disappointment or let down or, or that expectation that you're going to be going 
to your families and not thinking about your spouse. So there's a lot of times that the holidays are amazing and, and the birth of Christ is the greatest gift of all, but my goodness, people get all complicated. So let's talk about some of those things. I wanna give you a stat uh, from the American Psychological Association because it is talking about the heightened of, um, activity of stress that happens in a family. And so when we're trying to reduce stress, this can increase stress. And it says that um, 41% of women use food to self-medicate around the holidays and 28% use alcohol. And uh, I didn't pull up the stats on men because usually it's a, this is a women's broadcast for the most part, uh, <laughs> unless you're a guy watching this. Sorry, I didn't have your stat. But um, the reality is, is that it is an increase of time of uh, pressure. Uh, you know, there's you're taking time off during the holidays, so it can create a great deal of pressure for your workload. Uh, you're spending money that's not always in the budget, and you're trying to budget for the holiday, and and that can increase stress and so forth. So I want to give you some practical tips today, some things that can help you to get through this holiday season without being so stressed out, and to be embracing the joy of the season of Christ. Amen. So the first thing is, is care for yourself. Self-care is important and self-care is not a selfish thing. And it's not all about manis and petties. Okay. Yes, those are fun. Yes, those are nice. But you know, I, I my, some of my friends will say, Oh, I need self-care. I need a mani and petty and some, and some retail therapy, but you know, that can get you in a lot of trouble and it can drain your bank account really quick talking about making sure that you're taking care of yourself as far as your mindset and taking your thoughts captive and preparing yourself mentally for what is going to go on during the Christmas season. You know, there's a saying that if we do not plan, we plan to fail by default. And it's true. If we wait until that last minute to do our Christmas shopping, we're going to be stressed out. If we do not sleep because we're working chronically, trying to get work ahead so we can take off on Christmas, we're going to get stressed out. I mean, all of these things are going to take a toll on us if we don't communicate effectively with family members about what to bring, what not to bring, what to do, what not to do, when, where, what, why, then we're going to, we're going to get stressed out and it's going to affect our health. You know, stress is so detrimental to the human body. Even the American Medical Association says that 80% of all diseases are linked to stress. It's true. We put ourselves under so much pressure and we really, it's unnecessary, but only if we're strategic and only if we plan ahead. So I would say number one thing is to definitely manage your time effectively. Set yourself up. At, you know, some people do what's called Christmas accounts. And those are handy where money goes out of your account, a small amount every month. So then you have your Christmas money at the, you know, towards the end of the year to do your Christmas shopping. That's one thing that you can do in preparation. The other thing is, is make sure that you do your planning early. Don't wait to set up the date of your Christmas party. Because let me tell you what, people are really busy around Christmas time. And uh, if you wait and say, okay, on December 1st, you're like, okay, on December 14th, we're having a Christmas party. That's only two weeks out before the Christmas season. And the majority of people's calendars are already packed. I know my, my calendar is packed. I mean, my calendar is always, you know, I'm always making sure that I'm working ahead and trying to stay afloat of all of the things that are going on at life. So you've got to make sure that you have your dates in order. 
You've also got to make sure that you've got your guest list in order. You also got to make sure that you communicate effectively. And so that is incredibly important. The other thing is, is to stay within your budget. Now, when you're having a Christmas festivities, whether it's being buying gifts for your kids, grandkids, your spouse, or whether or not it's planning your Christmas party, you got to stay in budget. I know it, it's hard. It's so hard because we just get excited and we get out. And, you know, um, I worked in retail when I was raising my kids. And I can tell you that it is set up. OK, a retail store is set up to draw you in and to get you to spend more money. And the item that you need is in the back of the store for a reason, because you gotta go buy all, all those shiny things. And basically they're, they're studying the consumer to try to get you to stay in there, to spend more money. And to be honest, that's really not being fruitful and being a good steward of what God has given us. Because if we are in there impulse buying, you know, and I'm not, I'm not hating on you, okay? I've been sucked in too. Okay. I was in Costco the other day and they had all these samples out. Oh my gosh. How many of y'all love samples at Costco? It's just so fun. And I had a little hot cocoa and I was like, oh, it's Christmas time. We need hot cocoa. And so then I was over to the salted caramels. Ah, you know, it is the season, right? And then the chocolate chip cookies. And I, I got home, I had peppermint bark, chocolate chip cookies and salted caramels. Did I need any of that? No, no, I did not. My husband's like, honey, we're, we can't stay healthy if you keep bringing this stuff home. But what it was, was impulse buying, lack of self-control in the store and going in there hungry with the Christmas music playing and purchasing things that really are not healthy for us. But, you know, and I'm not saying don't enjoy your favorite Christmas candy or, or cookie or fudge or whatever. No, do that, but just do it in moderation. You know, I mean, we literally can get out of control. I know, I don't know about you, but my flesh can get out of control. I mean, I have been, I haven't had ice cream in a while because I've been fasting ice cream, praise God, because my flesh will demand the ice cream. I'm just saying, whatever you feed yourself, you will desire. So that's why it's so very important that we watch what we eat, what we put in our ear gates and our eye gates and so forth, because the flesh will demand more. I'm just saying. So enough of that, but set your budget and stick to it and set it up to where uh, shopping is already in advance. Uh, look for bargains. You know, we're dealing with a huge amount of inflation this year and you can find great deals on things, but buy gifts that are meaningful. The gifts that keep on giving, the things that are going to spark, you know, don't end up getting something that they're going to go, mm, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, and if you're buying for people that have a whatever mentality, reevaluate your relationships. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so, but making healthy choices and, um, you know, not overindulging. You know, I love the story of Daniel, how he did not partake of all the dainties and uh, he kept focus on on his health. Now, during the season of Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, that's kind of, you know, that's not an easy time to fast. But if the Lord leads you to, by all means, do that. But when you do eat, do not overindulge because there again, you're going to end up feeling miserable physically and uh, it can affect you in more ways than one. You know, so many different foods have a real, you know, especially empty carbs. You know, you just have this big high and then you have this low and then you're like, why am I so tired? I'm so tired. I can't, I can't seem to get anything done. Well, because you had a, your sugar crash. And during the holidays, when you're specially busy, then you, you're going to need your energy. So you've got to pace yourself with grace and ease and get enough sleep and eat healthy and be careful of what you commit to. Okay.
So um, again, you know, I was talking about the imperfections of other people. You know, we have to let go of the expectations that are unrealistic of putting it on everybody and uh, and watch out for comparison. Oh my goodness. Comparison is your enemy. Ladies, I'm telling you, uh, I can't tell you how many women that I've ministered to because so caught up in what Susie's husband got her and how they didn't get that. And, and they just go, they get so drawn into that or, or so-and-so went to Disney world for Christmas, or, you know, they went to Colorado to go skiing. I never get to go skiing. And you find yourself getting in a trap of comparison that leads to emptiness. It just always does. It is never going to be fruitful. You can't compare yourself. You can't compare your situation to someone else's. You are fearfully and wonderfully made unique. You got a fingerprint. God gave you one for a reason to make you unique. So how can you compare yourself to someone else? It's not an easy, it's not an even playing ground. You are you and you are the best version of God created you. He knows how many hairs is on your head and how wonderful you are. He doesn't want you to be like someone else. They're already taken. So just keep that in mind when you start to get into that mindset of, oh my gosh, they're back at the ski resort and I never get to go skiing. Watch out for that. It's dangerous. It's detrimental to your emotional well-being and also to your relationships. Because then all of a sudden you're talking to your husband, you're going, hey, you know, you got me that bracelet and so-and-so got a new diamond bracelet, you know, I mean, come on, really? Let's just be grateful and thankful for what we have and who we have in our lives and celebrate it because it's so incredibly important. People matter. It's a great time to walk in love, but also speaking other people's love languages. Many times everybody thinks everybody's love language is the same as theirs. You know, there is words of affirmation. There are gifts, which is great around the Christmas time. There is uh, acts of service and quality time and physical touch. So a lot of times we'll go out and we'll spit, we'll, we'll exert our energy to someone speaking our own language because like we love gifts or whatever. So we'll lavish gifts on someone, but really all they want is our time. So be aware of how you're communicating both verbally, physically, and emotionally with your family around Christmas time. Set some new traditions, set some things that you can uh, do with your family that they can pass on to generations. One of my favorite things to do is reading the, the birth of Christ, the story of Christ in the book of Luke and going through that and talking about that. Maybe your Christmas condition, uh, tradition is different. You know, I shared in um, a broadcast where we were talking, we were discussing these things. And I talked about as a child, we always got pajamas and a dress to wear to mass. I mean, it was just, you know, we always had that to look forward to, but that was a tradition in our household. And so whatever the case may be, whether it is decorating the tree together, whether it is uh, going out and doing Christmas carols or baking cookies for the needy or going out and serving at a local community center, Whatever it is you do, do it unto the Lord, because that is what the Christmas season is all about, right? And so we want to keep Christ in Christmas. And many times we get so caught up in the excitement and the consumerism of Christmas that we forget this is not about us. It's about the greatest gift ever. So one of the things that I think that is really uh, important is um, 
making sure that you try to attend as many supportive things at the end of the year, whether it be fundraisers or things like that, um, getting out to the Christmas plays and concerts that your grandkids or kids might be doing. It brings the family together, it celebrates them, and it makes them feel very special. You took the time to be there, to be present. You know, there's a great saying about Christmas. It says, you know, don't worry about the presence under the tree. It's the presence that was on the tree, the presence of Jesus. He, he died on the cross. And I think that's so beautiful is that we think about his presence, his peace, the Prince of Peace. And, you know, I just absolutely love that when you're going into the department stores and you're you're out doing your shopping, you know, you're you're hearing stuff like fall on your knees for here the angels rejoicing. You know, I mean, my goodness, it's the best time of the year, right? You know, or the greatest, you know, the Christmas song that we always hear to break out the holiday shopping season is the most wonderful time of the year. Well, the reason it's the most wonderful time of the year is for celebrating the Christ child, the birth of, of Jesus. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So I just encourage you to really embrace the holiday season with, with celebrating Christ and being present with your friends and your families and those that you love. Some of the things that you have to guard against is your triggers triggers. Everybody's got triggers. You know, sometimes there are a lot of people that are lonely on Christmas. Some people that have a lot of regrets on Christmas. People struggle with seasonal depression. And many times it's around Christmas. I mean, I have a friend of mine who used to have to go away every Christmas because she just couldn't deal with the pressure of some of the things that had happened around Christmas time. And I hope that's not you. And if that is you, then I hope that you will get help and get, you know, talk to a trusted counselor, friend, pastor, someone and work through those things so you can enjoy the greatest time of the year, the time that we're talking about Jesus a lot. And Jesus is being mentioned all over. And, you know, it's just so much fun. But there are triggers. There are many triggers to people. So be aware when you're interacting with people where they're at. I mean, not everybody is is had a great childhood. And there could be a painful experience for them. Be sensitive to that. Not everybody has had a good marriage. Be sensitive to that. We need to be able to know that um, there are triggers and you limit those exposures to those triggers around Christmas time. Here's an example. If you were abused by a family member, it's okay to not be sitting next to them at Thanksgiving dinner. If there's going, something that's going to set you off, then you need to take care of that in advance. Now, always be kind, always be loving, always be graceful. But you don't have to accept unacceptable behavior from anyone. So if there are people in your life that misuse you, abuse you, or, or don't care for you in the right way, you don't have to be with them on Christmas. Find friends who will have you over or find something to do. Uh, you don't have to be in an abusive situation to be with family. And, I, and you know, I'm saying this because there are a lot of families out there where it is very, very difficult for them because it is very abusive. There's a lot of manipulation and things like that. You don't have to tolerate abuse. Never, ever. So I encourage you to make sure that you are setting appropriate boundaries and your yes be yes and your no be no. Because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you are caught in a depression because you didn't think about um, what was going on. Um, 
and you also have to be aware when you're waiting in lines, you know, it's a, it's a time where impatience can come out. You're going to just face it. You're going to be in traffic. If you live near the Opry Mills hotel in Nashville, you know, if you're going to some big Christmas event, you're going to be in traffic. And so prepare yourself in advance. If you're going shopping and you've waited late to go shopping, you're going to deal with some lines in the store. You're going to have to understand that whenever you're having festivities, people are going to be late because they've been caught in the traffic or they got stuck at the store, whatever. And so things aren't always going to go the way that you planned. But I want to tell you that if you release all of that, things will go much better for you. You know, I was talking with the confident women and, you know, April was talking about asking yourself why. What a great question to ask yourself. What a great question to ask yourself. Why do I feel this way? Why do I act this way? Why am I doing this? Uh, why, you know, and, and by asking the why behind the what, you're going to find out. And you've got to see yourself, even if you have been in a situation um, where you have been abused or used by a family member, you've got to take some steps to guard your heart. You know, the Bible says to guard your heart out of it flows all the issues of life. And so you have to see yourself as an overcomer. You have to see yourself as victorious. Don't see yourself as a victim. Be an ex-victim, as my friend Paula Moshawala says. <laughs> Bloom in the Dark has this whole thing that they are ex-victims, you know, because we have all been through something. And be aware if there is an emotional reaction. Uh, and, and it's okay to, to step aside. And so I'm going to give you a couple things to do that will help you during this holiday season to find peace. Take deep breaths. <laughs> Breathe deep. Breathe in the goodness and blow out the bad. Arrhythmic breathing is very powerful. It can calm yourself. If you are finding yourself be getting overloaded with stress, then put your hand on your chest and your hand on your belly and take a deep breath and find out if you're breathing up here in anxiety, then keep breathing until you can breathe deep from your belly breath because that is going to put your body into homeostasis. It's going to calm you down and you're going to be able to face the, the pressures of the holidays, the stress of all the excitement, because even good stress is still stress. I mean, even all the excitement and everything is still a lot to process. But you also you just need to stop and release the tension from your body. And you can do this by literally having um, that safe place where you have um, that calming place where you go to, whether it's at the end of the day, you go get in your recliner, or if you cuddle up by your fireplace, or you stretch out on your couch, or even if you go lay down on your bed, wherever you go, take deep breaths and process all the things that are going on. You know, we let things build up. And when we let things build up, things can get really rough and we have got to release them. We've got to pray extra during the holiday season. And by taking time to take those deep breaths and, and breathe in the breath of God and, and meditate on his goodness and what he's done for us and what truly is the reason for the season, then we're going to come out ahead. But if we don't, we're going to find ourselves with anxiety and frustration. And that's just not healthy. You've got to also remember to take your thoughts captive and bring them into the obedience of Christ. If someone says something to you, does something to you, you need to make sure that you stop and you deal with that and you don't carry that in to the conversations, you know, and, and find you a safe place to just cuddle up with your Bible 
and your journal and your pen and process all the things that are going on. So you can put things into perspective. You know, you're going to get, there's, there's, people are going to get their feelings hurt, but you don't have to be like that. You don't have to be offended. You don't have to be frustrated. So if you know that you're going to be around difficult people, prepare yourself and take into consideration why are they the way they are? If they're very cynical, then, you know, cut some slack, give them a break and, and just be like, okay, I see why they are the way they are and Lord help them spend extra time in prayer, especially if you know that there are people that you have in your Bible uh, or in your Bible, not in your Bible. And there are people in your Bible that you need to watch <laughs> people in your life that are going to rub you the wrong way. So just spend time praying for them. The Bible says to pray for those who spitefully hurt you, you know, I mean, pray. It was so powerful, but I just want to encourage you that to take the pressure off. Things might not go the way they you planned and things might, but either way, take it with a good attitude. You know, there's a saying that your attitude, your altitude is going to be based on your attitude. And it's true. You're not going to go very far in life if you're cruel, mean, hard hearted, you know, full of bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness and all of that. I encourage you to watch our uh, previous episodes that we were talking about offense and the importance of forgiveness. And what does that really look like? It is important that we walk in forgiveness and love and mercy and kindness during, especially during the holiday season. So if you have something against someone and you're carrying unforgiveness right now, I encourage you to take the time, ask yourself, what is the steps? What do I need to do to get healing? I've got a whole nother broadcast talking about the steps to freedom in forgiving. And so make sure that you watch that episode is coming up and you'll want to watch it. But uh, uh, Or maybe it was already on. Go back and scroll and look and see if you can find it regardless of what platform you're watching this on. You will find it because it's so incredibly important that we choose to walk in love. We choose to forgive. And we remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I want to read out of the amplified version on Luke 2, 11. And it says, for this day in the city of David, there has been born a savior who is the Christ, the Lord, the Messiah. Christ, the Lord, the Messiah. Praise be to God. I love Christmas season. There was a time in my life where it was not such a grand time. And there are many people that struggle during that month. But once I became a Christ follower and I understood the gift, the gift of salvation, I'm just like, wow, it blows my mind. I'm so incredibly grateful. So let this be a year closing where you are grateful and you practice gratitude. Something I do at the end of every year is I sit down with my journal and I ask the Lord, what am I doing that I'm not supposed to be doing? And what am I supposed to do that I'm not doing? And evaluate your life. Take a look in the mirror. Find out where you're at and prepare yourself for the next year because God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. I encourage you to embrace the Christmas season with love mercy and kindness. And above all things, stay in the word, be walking in um, the, and looking at people the way that Christ does. There's a lot of hurting people in the word, world, but there's a lot of help that you can bring. Just a smile, just a hand gesture, you know, the appropriate hand gesture. 
<laughs> Don't be doing nothing evil or demonic, okay? I just mean like a, hey, how you doing? Or better yet, a big hug saying you matter. You're important. He sees you. He loves you. Share the love of Christ on this Christmas season. And I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this broadcast. You know, the thing that we always say at God Fitted Today is we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. Have a great day. And make sure that you enjoy and don't put yourself under stress. Be a Mary in a Martha world. God bless. Is the influence of the media...